When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey guys, very happy to announce our new sponsor of the show, and that is Run Your Mouth Coffee. Run Your Mouth Coffee is where delicious coffee meets uncensored speech. The co-founders are libertarians who have paired their love of fresh roasted coffee with the healthy hatred of censorship. Run Your Mouth Coffee was founded by two libertarian podcasters you might know, John Odermatt and Ben Pangy. The coffee beans are sourced from around the world and roasted to order in the U.S., so you receive your fresh roasted coffee at its peak flavor. If you're feeling rebellious, check out the Rebellion Beans. They're aged for 30 days in a bourbon barrel, then roasted to order. Go to rymcoffee.com and use promo code PTTW for 10% off and free shipping. And guys, there are a lot of reasons to support this company. I mean, not only is it a just great product and a product that you're already using, but with woke capitalism taking over, you don't want to support big corporations that are going woke. I mean, Starbucks, it's overpriced, it's overrated. Folgers is, I mean, they're probably woke. I haven't checked, but, you know, anytime you have like a Chick-fil-A in the news, it's a big deal. So I just assume default settings, it's, you know, they're woke. So go with the anti-woke people. Support like-minded libertarians. So go to rymcoffee.com, use promo code PTTW, and get 10% off and free shipping. All right, let's get into the show. Yeah, how many do you have? I just have the one. I think my wife and I are going to try for two. I have a little girl that's almost two years old named Logan. Badass chick. She's fucking crazy, man. She runs around. She's (laughs) jabbering on. She's already cursing because we curse, which we need to stop doing. So I just that as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Got to do it. Yeah. My mom didn't like to take me out in public for the longest time because I I would just start swearing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not as easily contained now. Well, I started rolling, so I don't know uh, what you guys uh, want to start with, but um, I guess kids are a good one. That's a that's a great place to start <laughs> in yeah. this current environment. So, Ryan, I imagine I, I know your position on the uh, the you know the jab being available to the five to eleven year olds, but uh, how exactly have you been responding to this whole nonsense? Well, yeah, well, you said it. I I, uh, I view the jabs like the Catholic Church. You know, you jab as many children as you can. Get up! No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, 
No, I, uh, yeah, man, it's been absolutely batshit. And the thing that's mind boggling to me is just that the, you know, there's so much empirical data out there showing that it does absolutely nothing. You know, these kids are at more risk or even risk when they get the jab than they would be to take dying of COVID and virtually every death you can find. And there's hardly any up in, in children has some sort of comorbidity, but yet you have all these people rushing out and like, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I'm sick of seeing on my Facebook feed, on my Instagram feed, the fetish that is posting pictures of your kids getting the jab and the mask at the doctor's office. It's a sickness. Like I was saying, it's like posting a picture of your kid with the pedophile priest that's, you know, fucking him in the back room. It's, Mm -hmm. it's sick. I find it absolutely disgusting. Yeah. No, it's very uh, religious. Like, I mean, it is like they're being baptized into the faith. Like that's the way it's being like, look how virtuous we are. We accept the science as our Lord and savior. And it's bizarre because I, I I have four kids myself and I got twins that are your daughter's age. They're two years old. And it's the same thing. Our oldest is eight. We pulled her out of public school. Um, I mean, there's just, I mean, you can't get them all the way away from all the madness. It's everywhere. It's, you know, on YouTube commercials when they're watching stuff, Mm -hmm. like it's infiltrating them from every direction, but you got to do what you can to mitigate it right now. Cause it, it they, is, are they, do you, are your youngest kids in like daycare or anything? No, my wife stays home. Okay. Yeah. Lucky then. Cause, cause our kid, she's in daycare, but you know, in crazy California with the, with insane Gavin Newsom, you know, the, the biggest hypocrite in the world at age two, they make you mask them up just like on airplanes. You know, like, so you, you know, imagine trying to keep two year olds out there. And wow. the problem to me is like, the cognitive ability of these kids, like the ability to read, to react, to understand emotions. You know, like there was a study came out uh, from Cambridge or I think it was Cambridge um, about the lack of empathy just in adults when you're wearing a mask because you emulate the person across from you, right? Like it's like what you do. Somebody's sad. Oh, mm-hmm, you know, somebody's happy. Oh, you smile. With kids that are learning emotions, learning how to react to each other, learning how the world works, learning social, social systems, you now have a definitive learning disability that you're imposing on these children. Not only that, but you think about how you learn to speak. I mean, these kids are in school eight hours a day. If you're your parents, you see them a couple hours, unless you're homeschooling them. You know, like my wife and I, my daughter's so young, it's an hour and a half in the morning. Then she's at daycare, an hour and a half at night, and then she's in bed. So eight hours, if she was in a mask, interacting, she's not, not being able to learn. She's not seeing how you react, how you speak, how you enunciate. Uh, it's going to have a huge effect on these kids. And we're not seeing it yet, but we're going to see it in a couple of years. Yeah, I agree. It's 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 completely dehumanized everyone. I I don't know. I guess I kind of take the conspiratorial route with it. I, I think that, that a lot of this was by design. They wanted to, you know, it's a it's a classic divide and conquer. Because yep. now you, you have people narking on each other. You have people, you know, mistrusting. You're going to have a whole generation of kids that, like, like you said, they're going to have some serious, you know, developmental issues because they, they, they're not going to be able to, you know, whether even like speech, reading lips, you know, facial emotions, all of it. (laughs) And and now that, I mean, if you, what do you do if you're deaf? Yeah, that's 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 actually a great point. I I know a a friend of mine who has a son with a hearing impairment and he's like 10 or 11 um, and goes to public school and he relies on lip reading. He has very Mm -hmm. impaired hearing. So um, I was talking to his dad and he was saying like, they've talked to the school, like, you know, saying like he, he's doing horrible in school because he has no idea what's going on. He's not getting any of the information from the teachers and they're like, Oh, well, we'll look into clear mask. We'll do all this. And like, they, they never done anything with it. So they've been kind of just left on their own. And that's just, you know, 
I'm sure there's many people in similar situations and that's just one area where people are being negatively impacted. But like another one, you said like the, uh, learning to speak, like, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I have two year olds as well and, and I have one with speech delay and he's going through like speech therapy classes right now. And the lady who comes over is it's like through some, like through the state or something through the school. And, uh, the lady, she's super nice, so I don't want to talk bad about her, but like, she always wears the mask because she has to when she gets here. And she comes to our house, and I'm like, you're more than welcome to take that off. And, yeah, you know, yeah, I think I, she's I'd afraid. Like, well, where are you at? Yeah. yeah, can you? Is it freezing outside? You can be like, look, go take that mask off. Sit in the yeah. sit on the porch. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I'll have my yeah. kid on the side of the window here, yell loudly, mm-hmm. and you could be protected by the glass on my patio. <laughs> right. Well, I started explaining her. You understand? Like, my kid never sees masks. Like, we're in a small yeah. town. We go to the grocery store. Twenty percent of the people are wearing them. Um, it's not enough for the kid to even really pick up on as a, as a as like a pattern. Um, we never wear them. So like, she's the only one you ever sees with that. And you're the one teaching him to speak. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, is this really benefiting? And, and I, I don't know, but I think, I think she's afraid that she'll get in trouble if, if someone found out she had her mask off on the clock and that's oh, sure. what it is. Yeah. Well, I wanted to, to go off and riff on kind of, this is like, it's so annoying at night. I got this, like my, uh, when I had the green screen on, you can see like my head's got like the green screen reflection off my bald dog. <laughs> um, but Tyler mentioned something that I've been talking about on my show a bunch, which is I definitely think that there are a lot of things being rolled out here and it's conspiracy talk, but it seems to be a pattern that are exactly designed to be divisive. And I think the underlying core behind this, right? If you're in, you know, if you're in it for global control, if you're in it for population control, right? You want the state to be as big as possible. You want it to be the arbiter of truth. You want it to be the nanny. You want it to be your family, right? And that's what it's becoming because all of these issues, like from Trump to climate change, to COVID, to masking, they divide families up. Even the trans issues, you know, it divides families. When you have people that believe that gender is, you know, is completely transitory, you pick whatever you want, and you have people that are like, well, no, it's a biological thing, they're religious. These are designed to break up families. When you don't have a family to fall back on, you now have no economic fail, uh, fallback. You have no, you know, no uh, sounding board for truth. You have morals that are probably not passed along or that are you know, going to be torn down in, in lieu of what the state believes or is teaching your children in school. So, I mean, it does seem to be a crafted plan to me, to your point. I, I literally think that they're putting out issues that are intentionally divisive to rip families apart so that yeah. the state becomes the family. And, yeah. and that was a classic move. The Soviet Union did it, too. That's why when they built yep. all those housing buildings, you had a communal kitchen and the only privacy you had is in your bedroom. Because then people could spy on each other. You had no trust, you know, you yeah. dinner because dinner time traditionally is when you sit down with your family and be like, what the fuck is going on? Like what, you know, you can't, you can't build any sort of um, resistance. You can't mm-hmm. talk bad because you don't know who's, who's doing it. And I think that's happening on a, on a lesser scale currently. Yeah. Well, you know, think about they, this too, right? What was one of the first things that the COVID cultists and the state shut down and went after Churches. churches and bars churches and, churches bars. and bars right your your extended family your community your place of solace where you could talk where you could you know you commune shut them down you can't even drive up remember they were they were arresting people for driving up in their cars to church services which is mm-hmm. just fucking madness but that's what they're doing because they know it's effective and they know they take that away from people and it's just going to continue to divide divide yeah yeah i'm, I'm kind of curious to see how the holidays are going to be this year because there's you know, my brother and myself are pretty outspoken on one side and we've got some distant relatives that are definitely on the other side. Like I've already instructed my mom 
for for all intents and purposes, we're vaccinated. Right. Yeah. Okay. We, you just, know, I we just did it the old fashioned way. I won't yeah. uh, I won't tell tales out of school because uh, I, I don't want to, to out the person who said this, but I had a similar story from uh, from a good friend who basically, you know, a family member is holding out and insisting that everybody gets vaccinated and show their papers. And I told him, <laughs> I was like, I told him, I was like, just have your daughter draw a crayon on a piece of paper that says vaccinated and then just tell her to come and hand it to her and be like, you know, go fuck yourself. You're going to leave now. You're going to drive home to Colorado or wherever you're coming from. You know, eat a dick. This is ridiculous. 100%. And plus, it's like, you want to see everybody's vaccinated. It doesn't matter. How many people are vaccinated? I mean, Gibraltar Gibraltar now is like 100% plus vaccinated. They've got crazy cases. It doesn't do anything. You can't blame it on one guy that's unvaccinated there. You can't blame it on what? Seals swimming up and sneezing in people's faces. You know, none of this, none of this adds up, but it's like people are so dug in and, you know, I've, I've talked about this before. It's like what I call the bad people theory. People are so dug in on this because if you ruin people's lives, if you destroy economies, if you literally remove people's ability to see family, to bury dead ones, to see their kid be born. And there's no reason for it. At the end of the day, you are a bad person. How do you live with yourself? How do you look yourself in the mirror? So you have to be attached to this lie, right? You can't give it up because if you give that up, you are now the biggest piece of shit ever. And good luck living with yourself after that. And that's why, that's why they're all doubling down on all this shit. Because yep. they know that if they, if they had to come out and be like, yeah, uh, everything we did was bullshit. We're sorry. We just doubled down because like we couldn't admit we were wrong. We'll never do it again. Those people would get put under the guillotine. Yep. Like People yep. would be so mad. That, and I the mean, other thing and I, that's really what it is. If you look, if you, I mean, you know, well, we've all been following it. It's yeah. a, all this effort and all this has been for nothing. Well, that's yeah, that's cool, pretty cool. Right? <laughs> I like that. I forgot. I'm drinking from a green, a green soda water can. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for, for those, for those just listening, Brian's uh, drinking a, it looks like a invisible 1980s music video beer. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they call me. Max Hedrum. The Max Hedrum. <laughs> yeah. movement. It's very, very cool. Um, but yeah, to, to your point though, I think a lot of people are experiencing either, um, you know, friends or, or, friends from when they were younger or distant family members that are drawing the line right now. And at, at one point though, are you vindicated if you don't mask and get vaxxed and, and live like a, a decade from now, if you're still alive, can you be like, Hey guys, I did. Yeah. I've lived my life for the last decade. Like still well, hasn't happened. Actually, the safety data, uh, the FDA doesn't want to release it on the Pfizer shot until 2076. So I'll be, cool. yeah. I'll be long yeah, gone. I, saw that. <laughs> I won't even <laughs> live to see the fraud. I'll make my decision I, then. <laughs> that's almost such, it's so far in the future. This is like, you know, I, I work in public relations. I have to think like, if this is just to be like, let's give ourselves an out, pick some closer date. I mean, 2070, <laughs> like a what? What? This, I mean, you're already indemnified, right? Against damages that the government gifted that to these people. But uh, yeah. maybe they'll rip it back because Pfizer lied about the efficacy of the, or the, uh, the death yes. rate of the vaccine. You guys saw there was a ton more heart attacks and stuff they didn't admit. So maybe, maybe we'll get to sue them. But yeah, I mean, I don't know when you when you finally get to get vindicated. Will you ever? It'll get put down the memory hole. It's like no. you know, it's like how many times have we been economically vindicated? Have we been vindicated in foreign policy matters where we're saying you don't you know going and building nation states and overthrowing regimes doesn't work? Military intervention has never worked. It gets put down the memory hole. Doesn't matter. They just do it again. They're ready to no. do it again. Taiwan, yeah. that's yeah. our ally. Yep. Yep. I, you know, 
we just encountered our first um i'm oh, sorry tyler let me cut you off uh, our, our first like first-hand close family friend that's like my uncle to me actually had a minor stroke after getting his booster oh wow. that's the first one i've heard like anecdotally i've heard a lot of, like you know twice removed people or uh you know a couple degrees away and it's like oh. plausible you know it sounds like hey they were healthy they were i young, gotta show you this. oh fuck fuck me Hold on. I don't know if you guys have iPhones, but the most annoying yeah. thing in the world happens when you pick up your phone. I went to open it to bring up a story to talk about, and now my goddamn earbuds reverted to my phone, and now I have to re-revert them to I, this. I had to, yeah, I had to turn my Bluetooth off on my phone for that so reason. I stick with the, the corded ones just just to avoid issues because i am there we go technologically illiterate <laughs> no i'm back i had the quarter ones but they're even more you know my my bald head here they're even more uncomfortable so i i won't bring the exact story up but there's another uh, story i just saw right and there's all these all these ads i don't know if you've seen them uh about young people are also at risk for heart attacks right like they're trying to normalize young people yeah, getting climate heart attacks. change Climate yeah. cannabis yeah. use, yeah. Can that was the one? Yes, that's the exact story. I was, I was just going to talk about the cannabis use story. I open up Google to search for something, and cannabis use causing strokes in young people between the ages of eighteen and thirty-four, exactly the age that the COVID vaccine seems to be yeah. causing heart attacks in people in men eighteen to thirty-four. Yeah. Men, remember, not not yes. women. Women can smoke all the weed they want. It's such transparent fucking bullshit. And it just is yeah. like you can see what they're doing. And I'm, I'm hoping other people are waking up to it. And it's not just us that are kind of in the sphere here. But it's just blatant. It's, not, it's, it's hard to, to obfuscate what they're doing. You know, it just seems unbelievably obvious. What, yeah. I, what I don't understand is like, you know, they're, yeah, they're trying to normalize like heart attacks in, in young kids. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure when I was 18, I smoked like an entire pack of cigarettes and drank like six Jaeger bombs and I didn't have a heart attack. And if that yeah. don't give you a heart attack, nothing will. Yeah, exactly. So I don't believe it for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was like timing. when Jaeger bombs were like all popular. And I remember we didn't realize the the, long, the consequences of drinking that many Red Bulls. And yeah, You're we just went for Caffeine it, and so. alcohol. So yeah. Yeah. Like if that's, that didn't that's not do great it, for you. It's, it's definitely the vaccine. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it is shocking. But like we were saying earlier, so far I think it's it seems obvious to me. But parents are still lining up. You've got these progressives <clears throat> in California and New York that are just they can't wait, could not wait to get their kid in there to get this this jab in their arm. And I mean, I think these people are like I said, it's the bad people theory. But also, when people are just you know they're unreachable, and it's the you know, it's the algorithms, the way in which they imbibe news. You know, MSNBC, CNN. I have relatives. I love them to death. Can't talk to him about this stuff, you know? And one of them even works yeah. in the pharmaceutical industry. I can't even talk to him about it. And I'm like, you should know better. You should know. You can read the same data I'm reading, man. Like, how are we on such, such different worlds and different pages in regards to the how these things work, the, you know, the efficacy of the vaccine, the negative drawbacks of it? And it, you cannot talk to people about it. It's like, it's become as bad as climate change. It's become as bad as, I mean, anything where the, you know, climate deniers, are equal to Nazis. Anti-vaxxers are equal to Nazis. Uh, if you if you question J.K. Rowling's style that gender is uh, is not something that you can pick and choose at will, you are a Nazi. And I don't know if you guys saw mm -hmm. that they just uh, like took down J.K. Rowling from off of school and at the twentieth anniversary she's not the twentieth anniversary. Too. Yeah, she's not allowed on it. <laughs> it's insanity. It's, it's just nuts. And Dave Chappelle was supposed to give a speech at his high school. And they uninvited him. 
are you telling me a bunch of high school kids are really that, that we can't have Dave Chappelle, one of the most famous, unbelievably talented comedians ever, and probably the most famous person that will ever come out of that high school in 3,000 years. Yeah. They don't want him there. Yeah, my ass, they don't want yeah. him there. It's all optics, and, and yeah, it's just you know, sending the message. But did you guys catch that? Um, Alyssa Milano poll that she put out about yeah. will you vaccinate no, your no. children? So no, this I is didn't, interesting. I didn't. She's a hard lefty, you know, and she has a huge following. Um, and she put out a poll saying, will you vaccinate your 5 to 11-year-old now that it's been approved? And the options were yes, when it's mandated, or no, never. And the people said yes was like 6%. And it, was, then it, it was under. It was well under 10. When it's mandated yeah. was 2, and then it was like 92% never. There's <laughs> yeah, 150,000 votes. Yeah. And her following. So I was like, that's kind of a white pill. I mean, it, and she it left is, it up. Man. She didn't, she didn't delete it. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this is not going well. It's, well, look at <laughs> Virginia. Know. I mean, look at what's happening. You know, that was an education COVID matter. That was masking. That was yeah. CRT. The, the recent polls coming out or the recent projections have, you know, the Democrats losing to Republican candidates. And again, not that these are ideal for us, but still better, you know, better than Democrats. Uh, the Republicans are up 10 percent, 51 to 41 percent as far as preference or 61 to 41 or something. Like that. I, I and, really and, think unprecedented since Reagan, since Reagan. Yeah, yeah, I think. And that's what I, it doesn't make any sense, like how I understand, like, you know, they're they're firmly entrenched in their their beliefs. But like, how as a Democrat, can you look around and not read the fucking room? Yeah. Like how I like, OK, in California and New York. Yeah, they don't need to read the room. But like if you're in middle America. Like how the fuck? Uh, how are you not looking the, around, going? We might the need room to is like... racist. <laughs> yes, yeah. if, if you if you I look mean, around and the room is racist, why? What what more reading do you have to do? The room's racist. Yeah, it's not me. It's it's not every me. every it's loss you. will just you be get... the. You're gonna have a forty out of fifty. Um, you know, four out of five states are gonna be racist. Yep, <laughs> They're exactly. gonna blame. You know, it because it. I I really. I, I was I was talking with a relative of mine and I was like, I don't see how this isn't just yeah, a Reagan esque just yeah, bulldozing. Yeah. Well because the next thing, people are fed okay, up. Sorry. You know, I'm yeah. I'm good. I'm yeah. That's well, well just I was gonna up. say the next thing too, coming down the pipeline, and again, you have to ask these Democrats, how the fuck do they not realize what they're doing and how unpopular it is and how it's gonna poison the well for them? You think that their their rates are low now? You have forty one percent to fifty one percent, whatever. It's, it's get ready because if this Biden social welfare bill passes, the assessment I read of it has middle class, and by middle class, I mean it would be upper middle class, but middle class for LA of somebody making between like a hundred thousand, one hundred fifty, one hundred sixty thousand, right? Which is very middle class here in LA. You know, maybe even lower middle class in LA, but you know. You're paying your bills. You're not you're not putting a lot in savings. You're eking by, right? Maybe you're putting a little bit away. It's about where my wife and I are, right? That is, you're going to get a tax increase of 11%, which wow. that's a fucking huge tax increase. And, that, that, that will and, cripple. And that's, and that's the highest one. Oh, yeah. yeah and and you're talking 6% for the next level down. You know, So if that gets passed and these people are facing that, you're going to see a route. The Democrats might not win a goddamn seat if that happens, but they still. Some of them it. might. Uh, some of those people might end up drowning in a river. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> if that gets well, passed, some people might take extreme measures. You, well, you actually, have that, they, 
I was going to say COVID vaccine, they the, yeah, the perfect excuse to, to uh, bump these people off. They'll be like, well, they just got their latest COVID booster and we're now acknowledging that you might die from it. So they just go in and inject them and inject them until they just get a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you do have that, that, you know, the undecided voter class, which they just kind of the go along to get along crowd. And those are the ones who, you know, they're not very politically active, but when it starts hurting their bottom line and they realize that they're spending 70% more on groceries and like, we're, you know, yeah. we have, we run our house on propane out here because we're in the country. Like Ooh, it almost yeah. doubled since last year. I mean, it was insane. It was like six hundred dollars when you get two hundred fifty gallons the other day. So I'm just yep. like burning wood now and stuff, and it's it cuts into you because like, you're putting money away, being responsible. You buy a house and you're like, hey, we can afford this. Then all of a sudden, your grocery bill is up, your propane yep. bill is up, um, your gasoline is up, your property taxes go up because the Dude. the the real estate value went up, so you get taxed for your unrealized gains yep. and you're not selling your house. Right. So yeah. all of a sudden, you're putting money away, but now it's like. Now we're one trip to the doctor and we're in the red this month. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it is, it's nuts. And I did see, I, I did have a little white pill. So my, my girlfriend lives in, in the suburbs and is pretty liberal. And so I did see one of those, uh, those Joe Biden, like I did that next to the gas pump, the price. Oh yeah. So I was like, okay, I think, you know, when you start messing with people's pocketbooks, like you said, Mike, that's when people start to get mad yeah. and, you know, the gas is insane. I do have the luxury. I live on a third f- floor of an apartment. So I, I rely on the people below me to heat my apartment. <laughs> Go, yeah, the heat drift up. I haven't, yeah, I, I haven't turned on my heat yet. It's you're like just, 30 putting, degrees out. putting right cans, of, cans of beans in front of their apartment doors so they just <laughs> fart it up and you're just like, yes, heat me, heat me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's the one perk. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's your wallet and it's your kids. Right. Yes. Those, those are the two hot button issues. And the Democrats have decided they're going to attack both of them, you mm-hmm. know, all at once, full barrels and not and not back down from it. And that's the beauty of it. And like, I I'm rooting it on, man. I mean, it's honestly yeah. one of those things where we have such a beautiful opportunity, a beautiful moment right now coming out of COVID, coming out of supply issues, you know, people getting being out of work, people not wanting to go back to work, which is what we warn about with the welfare state. Right. That, hey. People will get used to whatever level. If you're giving them money, it doesn't have to be a lot of money. They will get used to it, especially if you have a, a rent moratorium. So every landlord on the planet is also, by the way, going to be voting anti-Democrat, whether that's libertarian or Republican. Every landlord that's not like a mega corporation is going to be voting against them. And everybody with education issues, you know, whose kids are sitting home at a school that have you know, learning, learning issues or just have been getting shitty grades or that the parents just had to sit at home. Every day, like I was talking to all my friends, you know, who have kids that had to take the Zoom learning. They're like, the kid's five. I can't work at right. all because I have to maintain this kid and the kid will get in trouble. They'll send me a letter. It'll be truancy <laughs> if the kid doesn't sit in front of the TV or the screen. I have to fucking sit there next to the kid. What the hell am I supposed to do? How am I going to work? I mean, right, it's just, yeah. it is sheer fucking madness. And it's going to yeah. bite him right in the ass. Yeah. Yeah, I worked I worked remote during like the peak months of of it all. And yeah, I saw so many kids just like walking in. They're just dancing in front yeah. of, you know, like you're on a Zoom meeting on a video call and there's just you're talking about some serious issues arising and there's just kids in the background making faces, nope. sticking their tongues out. <laughs> yeah, it, yep. it, it those those kids didn't learn shit. I mean, not no, that they were the- probably learning much in public school anyway, but they really well. Like my, I was talking passing, with my, right, right, and I, they like had a fifty percent failure rate. I was talking with my mom, and she's like, "Oh, I would have been so screwed if you guys would have had to do that." Like my brother and I would have just 
logged in and just went and fucked off. Right. Luda just disappeared. Yeah. Or like uh, like on South Park when Cartman puts his face the picture right, exactly. of his face. <laughs> or, well, it's like it's like the old '80s spy movies where they hack in, you know, Mission Impossible. They just run a loop yeah. with them being like, hmm. yeah, I mean, it, come on, yeah. people are sophisticated enough to figure that out. You can screen share, you know, or do something, figure something out, put an iPad up in front of the screen that's got you going and nodding over and over again. Mm-hmm. They're not going to know unless they call on you. Which maybe they probably is some <clears> sort <throat> of teacher Rubicon where like, look, you have to call on every child at least once an hour so we can make sure that they're there and it's not a video. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Well, we only had to do e-learning for like a week last year um, before our school went back. But um, my, it was hell on my wife because she had three toddlers. She's 10 and two. And then yeah. it was so demanding. Like they had these regimented times, like eight o'clock, you got to get them on for this time and you got to sign them on and do this. And then noon and tw- it, she, she had to do so much maintenance to get her on time to all that stuff that luckily within like a week, they all of a sudden, Things were safe again, supposedly, but they still have to wear a mask again. I don't know. Um, but it's uh, that was really hard. But the homeschooling is like a million times easier because it's at your own pace, at your convenience. And yeah. it's mostly self-guided. She's in third grade and it's like she I have to like walk through some of the stuff. But I'll do it before work. I'll do it after work to help my wife out. Like mm-hmm. I enjoy doing it. And it's we can do it on a Saturday. We can do it at eight o'clock at night. We can do it at six in the morning. And she's done yeah. for the day. She loves it. Yeah. Well, so third grade is about the age where you can start teaching them about like, uh, you know, distilling liquor and how to bootleg <laughs> right, it yeah. and sell it. Right. Economics. Yes. Loading yeah. a gun, making your own. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 3D printing. Big, big course. Well, I mean, also, yes. though, I think, you know, homework is such a bitch for parents. Right. Yeah. You, you had to help your kid with your homework after work. They go to school and homework's just ridiculous. It's just teaching the kids that they have, you know, that they're always under the thumb. But yeah, that's the other thing with homeschooling. You don't have to worry about stupid ass homework. You're sitting there with the kid. You know what they know. They don't have, you don't have to force them to do anything more. You know, if you feel mm-hmm. that they've learned enough, it's not like you have to follow a very strict curriculum every day of dry, grinding it in. You're like, okay, you've learned right. this. Let's and move it- on. It wires you more to be like an entrepreneur self-starter than a factory worker, like public school. Like you get mm-hmm. to go, okay, you know what? If I go hard, I can knock this out in 30 minutes. I'm going to do it first thing in the morning and have my whole day free. Or I'm yeah. going to procrastinate and try to do it at the end of the day. And maybe I'll hate that method and never do it again. But you get to yep. play with it, what works best for you, you know? Whereas You don't have a one-size-fits-all yeah. cookie-cutter approach. That's Ringing bells, <laughs> dress code, yeah. here's your lunchtime, like here's here's your work There's... day. I don't care how fast you work, you're staying here till this time. Like, yeah. I have a funny little anecdote. because it, it just sprang to mind we were talking about like the automatons and this nature of, of the state-run schooling system, which is developed in Austria, right? It's the Austrian model of schooling. Because uh, I was in Vienna for the Austrian Economics Conference, and this guy got an award, right? He was, you know, was a free market guy, but he went up to accept this award. And uh, he's talking, he's like, oh, you know, Austria, you know, we developed the public schooling system. And, you know, half people you know, <laughs> clap, and I'm up there just like, you're holding in the booze. Boo! Get off the stage, you son of a bitch. Take his award away. You know, you fucking ruined generations. But... Uh, yeah, it's just, it's kind of funny that even, even among free market people, a lot of times the schooling system is still celebrated instead of viewed as what it is, which is what you're talking about. You know, this regimented, you must obey, uh, indoctrination centers. It's yeah. Kill entrepreneurial yeah. spirit. As Michael I, Malice says, you, you learn at the, the pace of the slowest kid in the room. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't, you just, you're there just to be dragged down and dumbed down to that level. And yeah. And it just, That's, it's, it's, and also they tell you like at least for me personally, when I went through school, like it just kind of gave you the skewed perspective that like, Hey, you're not as smart as these other kids that are going to these elite schools and get scholarships. So you're not going to go as far. You're not going to make as much, which turned mm-hmm. out to be complete bullshit. 
But in the moment, it kind of like shatters your confidence when you're younger. You're like, am I just like not going to be as successful as some people maybe? But then you realize yeah. this, that's such a small variable. Like, sure, people that work hard will succeed. And then maybe they did great in school. Maybe they did poorly because this was like soup. They're super ADD. And this was like excruciating, pain, painful in a prison like it was to me. Um, mm-hmm. I, did, I did decent in school, but I just didn't. I don't. I did not yeah. enjoy it at all. It felt like a prison. And I was yeah, a was good horrible. student, but I got in trouble all the time. Yeah. So like my teachers hated me because they're like, why, why, <laughs> why like they hated it because I would walk in and I would get in trouble and then I would ace the tests and they'd be so yeah. pissed. <laughs> yeah, I, I but it was because I was bored. Much, but it was yeah. Boring. Well, exactly right. Because I was yeah learning it. Nothing is challenging you, and you and you and like you said, you know, you have to you're learning at the slowest pace. So yeah. how are you not going to be bored if you're an intelligent person? And yeah, it's outrage. You know, it's outrage to them that somebody has the gall to be able to achieve well while not conforming. Right. Right. Like I, like, yeah, my senior year, I would go home. I would say like, cause you know, they had like work release. Like some of the kids would get off at like 11 <laughs> o'clock and go do like their job, their part-time job or whatever. So I would always be like, I forgot my homework. And they'd be like, you need to call your mom. And my mom was mm-hmm. at work and you know, I knew they were busy. So I was like, all right, mom, I forgot my homework at home. I got to go get it. And I'd go home and I'd smoke cigarettes with the kids as they got off work for work release. And then I'd come <laughs> back with like a blank piece of paper or a notebook from my closet and be like, all right, I got it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really shocked. I never got called out, but I think by then I had broke them. They're just like, all right, he's They're just, just going to yeah. do whatever the hell he wants. But yeah, like, it was it was one of those things where I remember like too the public school system also like gives up on kids. Mm-hmm. Like there's some kids like you can tell like you know, I grew up in like a like a farming town and you had kids that like they already knew they wanted to farm. They're like I don't know why the fuck yeah. I'm here. I just want to farm. Or like they like to wrench on stuff and they're like I'm going to work on cars. They already did it some of them. Right. And these teachers you know like what what good is learning physics to them? They don't give a fuck. They, you know, if you want to wrench on cars, you're, you're already good at it. And, and like they, these teachers would just like give up on these students and be like, you know, you're going to fail or, you know, they just ride them hard. They write them up for detentions all the time for dumb shit. And it's like, why don't you try to tailor to the strengths? Why don't you tailor the lesson, you know, show them why this, you know, this science scientific concept is useful, but it was, there's none of that. It's just all cookie cutter, you know, do the bare minimum to say you're you're educated yeah. and then funnel well, you are... to continue the racket by funneling people into college to get in debt. Oh, well, that's that, that's the worst part. You know, it's like we're talking about, you know, schooling and, you know, where you go to school and even at your preschools now, you know, got to get into best preschool to get in the best kindergarten to get in the best, you know, whatever the fuck. And, you know, especially for leftists, if you're arguing about, you know, people having opportunity and choice you know this is why it's so funny they argue against school choice you know and try to level the play playing field between people and give them a chance to get out of the community and go somewhere else but it's the ultimate in kind of this nepotism of okay where it doesn't matter how you did it matters where you went it matters who you know right rather than your natural god-given ability and you know to your point about teachers just kind of cookie cutting it and pushing you know, we all know they push people up Right. They've lowered the standards because they want to have more money coming in. Graduation rates and test scores push that up. So they lower the standards. But also they do not challenge students in a meaningful manner. Right. There's not enough. Maybe you can blame class sizes. It's too hard with the amount of people coming in there, whatever the fuck it is. But we spend more per child than almost any nation in the world. So that doesn't Mm -hmm. really add up. So, you know, how do you get teachers to spend more time and more focus on kids? 
by opening up and putting it in the free market, by making schools competitive where you could pay teachers more and people could still opt to use their vouchers to go there if they want. Seems like it would fix that problem pretty easily. And you have teachers that are motivated because the schools will pay them more to come to those schools that can pay them more money because they're making more parents are willing to pay more in, you know, optionally. So the mm-hmm. whole thing is fucking, it seems to make far more sense in the free market. But as we know, the unions are very powerful and all encompassing. <laughs> I I have seen, uh, what's, is it Randy Weingarten? Or you've probably seen her on, on Twitter just getting lit up. Corey DeAngelis is always lighting her up. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but like I've noticed over the course of this pandemic, the the comments in her tweets are much harsher these days. You know, I think people are starting to see that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I worked in union labor for a while. And actually, it's funny because, you know, especially like it was an automotive. And, you know, there's like there it's a very strong push. It's strongly recommended and preferred that you drive American or, you know, not whatever's left of the American brands anyway. Um, and they always, a lot of them were surprisingly like, you know what? They're like the rest of the unions, you know, aerospace and operators and stuff. Like they generally buy American, they buy union products. They're like, but you know what union never does the fucking teachers union. I was really shocked to hear that, but like, yeah, they're like, go to any high school. How many fucking Toyotas and Hondas do you see there? And I was like, yeah. huh? And and that blindsided me. It's interesting. Well, because they they see, they see the kids coming through. They're like, I can't trust these morons. I'm pushing through here to make a car. I got to go Japanese. (laughs) And and they're like, I don't trust these. I don't trust these imbeciles to get me safe from point A to point B. (laughs) It's bad enough. I have to fly. (laughs) I wish Nick was here because he has a great story about um, our our government (laughs) teacher who we all had. Um, But he, you know, we lived an hour and a half west of Chicago. So, you know, the people in the teachers in the suburbs got paid more, but the ones in our town got paid very well too. Yeah. Um, but so he had well, this especially narrative. Because they have three months of the year off and optionally right. oh. can work and make more money during that time and don't have to send their kids to camp because they're fucking home when the kids are home for over the summer, which is another huge savings. But I exactly. Think, yeah. yeah. They all have summer jobs. Like all the gym teachers did roofing and stuff in the summer. It was just, it was crazy. Yeah. But yeah. Um, he, he had this narrative that he told every class about, how teachers are so underpaid and that if he went oh, to go, God. you know, work in Naperville, like uh, near Chicago, he'd make, you know, 70% more than he's making, but he's been pushing this narrative for so long and his salary goes up every year. And right. he didn't realize that kids have smartphones and all their salaries <laughs> are public, publicly acknowledged or, or accessible. So he's pushing that narrative about how he doesn't get paid enough and you know, all the teachers are underpaid. And one of the kids in the class pulls out his phone and go, just Googles it and he goes, Mr. Page, Says last year you made 124 grand, and he goes, "I I've been doing this for 27 years, and I've I've earned that." And it's just yeah. he just flipped. He'd never Plus, been challenged. He'd been working for so long. Of course. Plus the yeah. massive pension. You know, oh, basically yeah. you get paid just as much in retirement as you did working, and the best health care possible for you mm-hmm. and your family. It's just it's like get the fuck out of here. They they always play that whining teachers card, and people and idiots buy into it. When, like you said, oh, it's easily Google. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. the last time the, U- the LAUSD, the uh, the school district here, went on strike, I Googled their average salaries. And it's still, you know, more than the average American makes in, you know, easily by $30,000. Oh, you know, something crazy. like, you know, 80000 a year average. And this is including, like, the lowest of the low incoming. And, you know, when, like I said, but you get three months of the year off to work, you know, right. and, or stay home and or you do know whatever you fucking want with it. It's, it, yeah, it's a, it's a part-time job. 
Yeah. By all, you know, and they get all like all the federal holidays off. They still get vacation time. They They get um, they also like they're the one excuse I've always heard is like, well, we have to do lesson plans after hours. And I'm like, name one fucking middle manager in corporate America that isn't on their fucking work phone at night. Yeah, it's not only that. It's, yeah, especially now, right? Everybody's yeah. on their smartphones. And Every then year. the whole like, I, I got to buy my own materials thing. It's like, okay, I used to be an aircraft <laughs> mechanic. I got eight thousand dollars of snap on tools in my garage that I had to bring to my right. job. Like that was right. that was part well, of the job. Like I never and- make anyone else feel bad about that. Last time I checked, teachers didn't have to wear suits and ties every day to work, like people right. in corporate jobs have to do, or you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Buy your uniform to work at Pizza Hut. Everybody's yeah. paying for the fucking materials, man. It's it's not a point that you can make authoritatively. And uh, but the other thing I was thinking about too is, you know, they so they've got the vacation time, they got the holiday time, and then they've also got um, oh god, a blanket on my point. Ah, I lost it. It's gone. Sorry, I I was listening to you talk, Mike, and you ruined me. Oh, ruined I'm sorry, me. Brian. <laughs> this is why I have a solo yeah. show. God damn it! <laughs> I'll lose my fucking train of thought. <laughs> well, I got I got it one. Is... Go ahead, Mike. Well, I was gonna say to tra- if you want us to want to close on one more point, I'm gonna transition to a different topic real quick that uh, I'm sure would be a good conversation. Do you want to finish, Tyler? No, I'm good. Oh, okay. Um, so obviously, <laughs> just um, just just like in the bed. No, no, no. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I'm wow, fine. No wow, kids for wow. me. Thank Love you. It. Love <laughs> it. Um, yeah. So obviously, uh, Biden announced his uh, mandate for vaccines for employers with more than 100 employees. And this week, without much airtime on the news at all, um, OSHA has paused the mandate, but it's really not being covered. What exactly are your thoughts on this? Have you looked much into it? Do you know really what the pause was caused by or if any media outlets have really covered it? Uh, not many have. Conservative ones have. I have not mm-hmm. seen the leftist media covered other than a brief mention. I, for me, it seems to be basically that the courts found that constitutionally it just doesn't hold up in any sense. Um, but I haven't looked into like you know, specific rulings and, and like a long breakdown of what it is. I just know it's because it's still undergoing litigation. So I think it's kind of right. one of those things where they looked at it, they're putting a temporary halt to it, cited constitutionality, but past that, I haven't seen a, uh, what do they call them? A, uh, not a verdict, but a opinion written that's mm-hmm. extra long, or extra detailed. So, I mean, the, the frustrating thing about it for me is that, it never had power behind it. You know, OSHA hadn't put it, even before this, it didn't had OSHA behind it. Now it's been struck down and temporarily halted, hopefully full-time halted. But at the same time, you have companies that had less than 100 people still putting it into place. You have companies going along with it, even though they didn't have to yet. And that's what really, really pisses me off, is that you have all these people being put out of work, quitting their jobs, being forced out unnecessarily for something that, at the end of the day, may never even be put into practice. Yeah, no, and that's the hardest part is the people who may have already lost their job over this and it never what goes into effect. Or people that rushed out to get a vaccine they didn't want because they couldn't afford to lose their job. And that's kind of what yep. I think it was always about. I think even yeah. if they knew it was weak standing to actually go into effect, they knew that maybe 10 million more people would be coerced into going out and doing it out of fear of losing their livelihood. I and know the big employers to pressure them. I know quite a few people that rushed out prematurely to do it and. I advised anyone that asked me, I said, just wait. I said, wait yeah. until the last possible minute. Try, you know, there's there's so many resources out there now for religious exemptions and medical exemptions. Like people are just like giving out 
templates. You can just get a template and mm-hmm. fill in whatever details you need to apply to yourself. But yeah, the, shame on the fucking companies that are doing and this. The, exactly. It's ca- fucking it's, cowardly. It's cowardly. The are they liable? Like, is that... I've never gotten a concrete answer on that. Like, can they be held liable if this... If it's struck down and they stick to their guns with their mandate, are they liable? Mm. I mean, you know, like, let's say... like. Wild. Let's yeah, say, no. you know, your job says, we don't care that it's shut down. This is corporate corporate policy for Global Homo, you know, Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Is that... I love that brand. I use them for all my butt <laughs> But like, you know, is if that... If you have a butt, go Global Homo. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, are they liable? Like they force you to do something as a term of your employment that should... I wonder if it would come down to something where if it might come down to the contract you signed when you came in for employment and whether or not that covers, you know, Mm -hmm. I I just don't know. I just don't know. Offer letters. I mean, anyone that I've seen in the last decade, they never had any sort of medical, you know, maybe pending a physical. I mean, when you, when you agree to be an employee, like you're, you're willing to exchange your time, your skill and your labor, like your soul. Yeah, true. But uh, but bodily penetration isn't on the table unless you're <laughs> right. unless you're working at a brothel. So right. I or working understand. for Harvey Weinstein. Yes, <laughs> but which that is still uh, coerced. But you know, right. uh, I guess that is pretty similar. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So that's that's the one thing where I I don't know because now is it going to become these companies that already like were willing to comply? Is it just like part of the uniform now? Like, nope, that's part our company policy now. We're not repealing it. I Some companies that's are making all new hires get it. Yeah, I'm for sure they are. But I wonder if that's also something, you know, when this all shakes out. And I still do have a lot of faith that, you know, I was talking about things being put down the memory hole. I don't think this is too big of an event to be put down the memory hole. I do think that this will have a long lasting memory in the minds of the populace a couple of years down the road. If we can fight back successfully, if we can push back on boosters, which, you know, now, I think the pharma companies made something like just this month, you know, $93 billion it's, off vaccines, right? Yes. That, so they're pushing for mandatory vaccines all the time. And that's what, that's what people have to push back against say, this is not something we accept. We're not going to get, you know, shot up every three months for the rest of our lives. And if we can push back successfully on that, I think these companies that went down this path are going to have a very hard time hiring people. I think it's going to be a black mark on them. It's going to be something like, you know, they're going to be looked back in the day upon in the same similar fashion as the companies that had like the the list, the blacklisting people like in Hollywood that they did. And you'll look on these companies mm-hmm. and say these fucking motherfuckers, man, they fired, you know, countless thousands of people. They forced people to get these vaccines that are dangerous for them. We will never, ever forgive that. And they're going to have a tough time hiring people. They're going to have a tough time, you know, making a comeback in public opinion. Well, whatever happened with the airlines with like Southwest, they kind of faded out of the news stream, but it, they dropped. They backed off. Southwest yeah. dropped Delta. their mandate. Delta Actually, dropped their mandate. I think United didn't, though. United doubled surprising. down. Yeah. They said that other they they said um, other airlines are going to have delays and sh- worker shortages due to their lax policies. They're like, our workforce will be fully vaccinated and safe. But and I'm like, true. I'm that's never going to fly United again. The only reason yeah. I ever flew United anyways is because I wanted to be like that Asian guy who got his ass kicked. I wanted oh, yeah. to fly for free for the rest of my life. I'll kick your ass. You don't even have to fly. Come to LA. <laughs> I'll beat the shit out of you right in my house. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I was well, like, 
after that, I was like, all right, maybe, you know, I'll have an incident. I'll accidentally knock over the drink cart and they'll come fuck right. me up on the plane and I'll fly for free for the rest of my life. But well, yeah, what I heard, like, what I heard, and I, I can't confirm this. I don't have the source in front of me, but what I heard was that United claims everybody's vaccinated, but they also are very liberal in their religious medical exemption shit. So it's kind of okay. like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge yeah. type of deal. Cause there's a reason they're not having the massive slowdowns. Like I, I flew American the other day and they're having staffing issues. Cause the American, I think also doubled down on vaccination and um, they were having staffing issues where I was worried. I wasn't going to be able to fly back to LA from uh, Philly. And also, Oh my God, have you guys been in an airport lately? There's nobody fucking working. Everything's closed. Everything's every closed. fucking bar restaurant yeah. in every airport is closed. It's insane. It's fucking insane. Mm -hmm. Just from you think there's like one place, you no staff. Nobody's wow. working. Nobody's working. Wow. Every every mm -hmm. restaurant ever is hiring right now. Yep. That's yeah. why I was every like thinking business. to myself. I was like, I should get like a side hustle just just for shits and grins. Yeah. Well, you know what, man? I was. And I'm sure they'll give me like whatever hours I want. Well, that's what you'd think, right? So here's here's my but theory. I guess they on are this. desperate. Well, are they though? Because here's the thing: I was talking the guy at this the conference I was at. He gave a talk about you know the effect of bailouts on corporations and and uh, unemployment. And I had added on to his point, saying, "Look, you know, when you have these corporations getting massive bailouts, right, billions of dollars for the biggest corporations, you now have a buffer zone where you don't have to like in the free market, you would have to pay people." You know, hey, Tyler, we need a fry cook. Come in. We're going to pay you $20 an hour, which is insane for a fry cook. But otherwise, we just shut down, right? In the free market, without mm -hmm. government handing us billions of dollars, we shut down. You have two options. Go bankrupt or you hire somebody and you pay them to get in there. You raise your prices and you make do. These companies, because of these billions and billions of dollars they've been gifted and because of the insanely low interest rates that are out there, they don't have to do that. They can mm -hmm. wait it out. They can, they can be like... Well, it's going to be a longer wait, but, you know, we've got $80 billion in the bank that the fucking government gave us. So there's not the urgency that you would have to hire your workforce to get them in there like there would be. Was that not the case? Yeah. Damn. That okay. makes sense. And it's that. it's everywhere. Yeah. Like, you know, the supply chain stuff and everything. And obviously, like, the, the, yeah. the uh, cargo ships out by you on the West Coast there. Oh, but my God. Like, Hundreds. My, my, my father-in-law brings those ships into the harbor. Over there. Really? That's his job. Yeah. He gets, a, he gets paid an obscene amount. I, I've come, and by the way, it's so funny. My, so my wife's uh, stepmother and father were super liberal and now they're both libertarians. They've become nice. libertarians over the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. I, I attribute some of my influence, but also just how insane California's gotten. But yeah, my father-in-law, he brings, he's a pilot that brings the giant ships in because you have to have somebody experienced with the currents and shit. Cause you know, one of those things goes over, oh. it's like $10 million <laughs> on the bottom of the ocean floor. Oh. And you have like the SARS canal or whatever it was, uh, blocked yeah, off yeah. for months. So they get paid a lot, but he was telling me, you know, Biden's like, we're going to, we'll work them around the clock, you know? And he goes, bullshit. Cause you can work, you can put a 24 hours. There's nobody there to work it. It doesn't matter. Have it open 82 hours, make new hours of the day. doesn't matter. There's nobody there to work it. If you don't have people to work it, you know, people can't work themselves 24 hours. So you have the same situation, and that's what you see. These these cankers just carriers you backing up, backing up. Yeah, and to make matters worse, did you see that they passed this like early 2020, like right during the lockdowns, with like some kind of Clean Air Act in California? But as of December of 22, I believe is when it goes into effect, that um, no semis are allowed in the state of California that were made before 2011. 
So if a guy has a 2008 Peterbilt. I did not see he, that. That's, yes. That sounds I, like I, fucking buttfuck California, though. That is yeah. exactly yeah. Didn't Newsom get palsy, though? Didn't Newsom get palsy after his booster shot? What, what happened? Is he, has he, has he made an appearance hoping. yet? He said I that he finally did. He finally did. Well, I had a theory that he and uh, Jen Psaki were off banging uglies uh, under the guise that they both had COVID somewhere. No, he said he was spending time with his family, which sounds like bullshit. I'm sure he was fucking laid out. But yeah, that motherfucker, man, after he didn't get recalled, he got real ballsy, signed all these crazy bills, including one that that makes you have to put a basically a gender-neutral section in the Target with toys. Just idiotic shit. I had not heard about the semi one, but yeah, that's going to make our problems yep. infinitely worse during a semi yeah, shortage. So, uh, California's new 2020 law limits. Tw- sorry, uh, January of 23. Um, January 1st, 23. All class 7 and 8 diesel fueled uh, drayage trucks must have 2010 or newer engines. Trucks with 2010 or newer engines are fully compliant with both truck and bus and drayage regulations. So, yeah, so I guess if, if a guy's just hmm. a owner operator with a truck that was made for an arbitrary year it's he can't go into one of the biggest states in the country where the yeah. Yeah, california is an accelerationist wet dream mm-hmm. that's true it is if you're rooting for the downfall of humanity this is where you put your eggs yeah. in the basket <laughs> but i mean all throughout history you've seen the the sides always balance each other out even if it takes 50 years it happens and I really feel like the the left might have overplayed their hand a little bit, a little oh, too for sure. soon. For because sure. it, I know people that were like totally compliant with stuff, and they're starting to be like, "All right, this is starting." Like I didn't sign up for a lifetime of booster shots. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't sign up. Yeah, I got like I you know I hear people, they're like, "Yeah, I got my shots," but like I did it voluntarily, and now they're forcing people to do it, and they're like, "That ain't that ain't right," and I think. I think that they really overplayed their hand. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of people on MSNBC crying in November Dude, have you, 22. Have you seen their numbers, though? Like CNN and MSNBC, like how oh, they're far down they are. It's like, uh, I think they were talking about it the other day when Tim Pool had Rogan and Alex Jones and Malice on. But oh, they yeah, were in his trailer. Yeah, it was awesome, by the way. But um, they said there was like CNN's average show has like 100,000 viewers. Like it's, it, well, that's, that's like just dying. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing. Yeah. That's like AM radio. Yep. Well, look at their formula. So at least like Fox news has like a pretty solid foundation. Like they have like Tucker Carlson who makes people up so upset and liberals lose their mind. And then they put like some blonde haired hot chicks to talk about the news on yes. there. They have a formula that's, it keeps the viewers up. CNN puts Brian Stelter up there. He's well, MSNBC's got Boner Maker or Rachel Maddow out there. Yeah. <laughs> it. Yeah. Who doesn't want to yeah. nut on Rachel Maddow's glasses just once? Just once. Exactly. Yeah, one stripe across, right across the brow like Jordy LaForge. <laughs> Bam. Did, did you see how much she gets paid, though? Like, MSNBC paid, like, gave her, like, $20 million. Hmm. Well, yeah, she's like Howard insane. Stern. She is almost irrelevant. I mean, Howard Stern gets paid an obscene amount. I don't know anybody yeah. that listens to Howard Stern anymore. He's become the biggest liberal hack. I mean, he, he's an embarrassment to a, to his own legacy, but he oh, still gets paid yeah. an obscene amount because there's some hardcore fans, and there's a misconception that they have a lot more sway and a lot more power than they do because all of the liberal media echoes the clips that come out of them. But meanwhile, nobody's actually watching. 
You know, all it's the just boomers. The big, yeah. Yeah. Even those the even boomers, the boomers are the worst. watching. It's well, they're it's the, a I mean, small they're the segment. It's they seem like to be like the boomers are like yeah. the ones that are the most like they, they kind of blow my mind because they came from like the anti-war Vietnam era, all that, like all the musicians and stuff. And outside of Eric Clapton and, and Van Morrison, like Neil Young, everyone else is all for all this compliance shit. And it's like, you guys yep. were like the anti-authority. And I know like Neil Young's always been a lefty, but that was like a different kind of lefty back then. Yeah. But um, it's, one of the it's who so was, uh, was speaking out, too, about it, saying uh, this is horse shit. I can't remember which one. Was it? You know what the, the most uh, it might ironic have been, yeah, it might have been is Rage Against the Machine requiring oh. Vax Pass to get in. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, rage oh, love rage. What a, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that what a fall they, from grace. I can't believe yeah. that, that they didn't, they can't, people don't see the irony of that. But the other one that I just found out was uh, D. Snyder of Twisted Sister, you know, mm-hmm. who, whose career is defined by the anti non compliance anthem. We're not going to take it. He came out saying, if you are against vaccine mandates, then go see Ted Nugent or Kid Rock. He had some quote. <laughs> it's like, oh, dude. Brainwash morons, man. Yeah, but they're just, you know, stick to making music. I mean, they they can't be, uh, you know, educated on (laughs) history and Austrian economics and make good music, it turns out. Yep. Well, Johnny Rotten's still been sticking to his guns, at least. Yeah. He's long. I'm not sure. I haven't heard him say anything recently about COVID, but he has, uh, at least the last few years, been like, fuck this government overreach. Fuck all this, you know, this nonsense going on. So he's at least been stepping up to it and uh, living the good punk life. Did did any of you guys actually watch that uh, SNL skit trying to make fun of Joe Rogan? Just a clip. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I didn't watch it because it just looked all like I saw like Big Bird and I was like, oh, this is gonna make me want to throw. I up. honestly I, didn't know like SNL was still a thing. I thought like, it's I mean, just, it's been dying for like twenty years. It's the same as like I was saying, man. It's the same as these CNN and MSNBC shows. I don't think anybody really watches it much. I think they subsist off of one clip here and there kind of going viral and they, they're living off the legacy, you know, and we're just, they get echoed enough to keep it uh, viable, but nobody really watches it. Half their ratings are probably like dads that fell asleep on the couch and left the TV. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm not not that old and I can't, I I won't stay up for it. I mean, (laughs) CNN, I'm sure the majority of their viewership that we're talking about of that hundred thousand is probably airports and hotels where people are involuntarily watching it. I think they lost a lot of airports though. I really I remember reading something about that, which is, I think, why their numbers took such another massive hit was that they like I was in the Philly airport. I didn't see CNN on. I was in a bunch of different airports. I didn't see CNN on. And usually it was, you know, omnipresent everywhere. So maybe they don't have the revenue anymore to be able to buy that contract. (laughs) They should be they should be donating to Trump's campaign if they want to stay alive. Seriously, 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 only self-interest they should have right now. Yep. He was ah, uh, he's he was a ratings goldmine for them. Yeah, but they got to get him back on Twitter if they want the ratings, though. I want him back yeah. on Twitter. Well, he you was, said they overplayed their hand. They yeah. they shot themselves in the foot because they would have news to talk about every day off what Donald Trump tweeted out. And oh yeah, now they don't. They were constantly like, they probably had each each news agency probably had a hundred interns just watching his Twitter. Oh yeah, that was yeah. probably their job. What was the there was a tweet I saw the other day where somebody said, "Like, boy, I could really go for some mean tweets in dollar eighty seven gas right now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But, you know, I think the uh, the New York Times, I think, actually archived all his like meanest tweets, like his like insults and everything. So it's actually like because um, Bird from Timeline Earth was telling us about it. 
And he's like, it's the one New York Times piece that's worth paying for. Right. <laughs> well, you see the New York like, Times is even coming after Biden now. They, they're turning. Even the New York really? Times is turning on Biden and acknowledging inflation's a thing and acknowledging that, you know, the shit's fucked up and the Democrats are, are uh, going to take some lumps. So when you see that happening, man, you know things are getting bad for Biden. Things yeah. are getting bad for the well, Democrats. It, it is kind of odd. He got the most votes ever in history and his approval rating is fucking trash that's so that's and weird. so did trump it's amazing trump got the most votes in history and biden just happened to get more of the most votes in history <laughs> yes yeah. weird that's weird how that happened yeah there's like yeah there's more nihilism now than like ever before but people are still like ready rushing out to the polls like yeah i don't believe this for a second. and you no. can't you can't talk about it it's just like you we're all supposed to just be like oh we can't bring up that it's so controversial you don't know what the one person is going to believe so yeah it's like you can't ever talk about the election where it's like there's a lot of shit that's unanswered still i'd like answered yeah. but if i bring I mean, it up that's... you think i'm crazy all right i gotta talk to my brother we're gonna hit the one-two punch at christmas this year i'm gonna bring <laughs> up how the election was stolen and then he's gonna bring up how vaccines sterilize everyone <laughs> <laughs> he already that's his they favorite better not line. i had to get he's i had to get good. jabbed to go to vienna i'm trying to have a second kid they better not sterilize you <laughs> i believe in my boys though the champs they're gonna get through that's good well, cool brian we're, we're pushing an hour any anything you want to close on or just uh thanks for having me on listen to lions of liberty you know, the primary libertarian. Also, some of my other podcasts, the boring B O H R I N G podcast. It's a comedy podcast they do with Howie, Rico, and Odie, fellow Lions of Liberty. It's hilarious. And uh, you'll notice there's a little scratch on the top of my head. And if you watch the latest episode on YouTube, you'll see how that happened. And it's very funny. And apparently, I live in a cartoon because I caught it on the ring camera and it's fucking gold. So there you go. Awesome. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> so, yeah, we're. Uh... You know, please rate and review the show on iTunes. I haven't asked for you guys to do that for a long time. I don't think I've gotten a review in like a really long time. Because I'll write you a review <laughs> about this show, about me being well, on the show. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, one time um, we we hadn't gotten reviews for a long time, so I I did like a Fauci lockdown threat. I said, I'll, if I don't get ten reviews by <laughs> next week, we will go on a fourteen day podcast lockdown. I got ten <laughs> reviews that day, like <laughs> nice. overnight. People actually did it. So when you <laughs> ask, they actually do it. Yeah, so anyhow, Tyler. Just uh you can find me at Schlitz underscore beer. Other than that. Nice. That's all I got. All right. Brian, thanks again. You're welcome back anytime. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure, man. I, I still owe you guys uh, a a drinking episode of my show too. So I'll I'll figure oh, that yeah. out. Yeah, oh, we'll yeah. get you on. We'll get you on, we'll get real <laughs> fucked up. That. Real <laughs> fucked up. That. And right. that's where we're gonna solve <laughs> all the world's problems. <laughs> alcohol the uh, cause of and solution to all of the world's problems exactly absolutely all right take care all right adios thanks